The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on the earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them in, into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Christmas Eve and its memories. I'm sure there are plenty of memories that we can think of as we think about tonight and what it means to us as families and as followers of Christ. When I think about Christmas Eve, I think about growing up and Christmas Eve being the night we had two gifts. We had a lot of gifts on Christmas morning, but there were always two gifts on Christmas Eve. One not exciting <laughs> and one exciting a toy, and then some things we needed, like socks. <laughs> I also remember Christmas Eve being when Grandma Benton would come and spend that day and night with us, and she'd usually come bearing gifts, in particular nuts and bolts. That was her name for Chex Mix. You ever had Chex Mix? Yeah, that was Christmas for me. That's memories for me that connects to the importance of this day and for us and our faith. And over these weeks of Advent, we've been listening to God and God calling us to be ready to receive the truth of a new day. And tonight, we celebrate the dawning of that new day. That new day of grace and truth. The anticipation time has is, is ended and now it's happened. Tonight, as we hear the stories and sing the hymns that are so familiar to us, my prayer is that we would connect to the meaning of these, this night and its implications for our everyday living, in particular for our normal living. For it was a normal day this first Christmas night, 
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. Pretty normal. The government being involved in our life. A government census. That's pretty normal. It's happening next year for us as a nation. In many ways, I think we too often idealize and spiritualize Christmas and forget that Christmas came in the middle of normal, in the middle of normal life. Tonight, my prayer is that we would bring our normal to God, our everyday life, our everyday living, the things that engage us day in and day out. God, may I experience the truth of your coming as I move into this next year, this next year of many normal days. May you, by the power of your spirit, break open the glory of what it means that you have come in the middle of my normal. In the middle of my normal, when normal things happen, she wrapped him in cloths, the text says, and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Normal. I'm thinking about DMV lines. How long has it been since you've been in a DMV line? Was it pretty long? The idea, though, of, 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 of being in a long line of normal life, normal things happen. Boy, if any men have not gotten your Christmas shopping done and you're still planning on going to Walmart tonight, the lines are going to be long, aren't they? Yeah. But the idea, though, of normal things are happening. Normal things are happening. Normal life is being lived. And in the story of Mary and Joseph, normal living, it was strange, but they weren't abnormal. Nobody had a vote. They all had to go and register. Normal things were happening. A normal day. And then something extraordinary happened. God made it a new day. God made it a new day. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. One of the great gifts of the gospel story is what it includes. Including stories of regular working men who were privileged to receive the news that the new day was here. That the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords was coming and he just didn't come for a certain group of people, but he came for all of us. He came for rich and for poor, old and young. Today we see God bringing in, ushering in his new day with a sense of wow as the shepherds were talked to by a messenger of God. Oh my, something is different. May our normal living be something beyond just normal and pedestrian. May the grace of God, the glory of God seen in the Christ child animate our living in the day today. As we go from this place, may our lives be renewed because God has come in the midst of our ordinary. And indeed, because he has, our lives are extraordinary because we are recipients of an incredible gift. God made it a new day in the middle of their normal living. He brings peace to them. But the angel said to them, do not be 
afraid. Do not be afraid. Too often our ordinary can be filled with worry, can be filled with anxiety, can be filled with being a nervous Nelly. My grandma was a nervous Nelly. She shared that with me. But the idea, though, that as God comes to us in Jesus Christ, first words, first words out of the angel's mouth is, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Our new normal, our new normal is a center, is a center of peace. A rock-hard foundation that we stand on in the living of our normal days. I don't know about you, but my normal days are up and they are down. Good things and bad things, happy things and sad. But the truth of the gospel is that Jesus Christ comes and his peace is his gift to you. And it is an objective reality that is not dependent on circumstances nor on your feelings. Our everyday normal is extraordinary because God in Christ brings peace. The text also says, God brings joy. But the angel said to them, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. There's a a section of scripture in the book of Nehemiah. God's people experiencing great brokenness. God's people experiencing God's call on them to trust him as he rebuilds them in his image. God's people coming back to the promised land. And hear these words. This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept as they heard the words of the law. Then Nehemiah said to them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine, and send portions to anyone who has nothing, for this day is holy to the Lord. And do not be grieved. Why? Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. It is true that our strength waxes and wanes. There are times in our life when our strength is depleted. God, this Christmas, reminds us of the fact, reminds us of the truth, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. That the joy of the Lord is our strength. And think about it for the, for the first century Jew hearing this. Mary and Joseph and their friends and their family, used to oppression, used to struggle, used to disconnection from what we would call prosperity. But Mary and Joseph receiving the truth that in this child is the ever-elusive sense of joy. Joy that is unending and that is stable and that is real and that is something we can rely on and trust. In the middle of their normal living, in the middle of our normal living, God has come. 
And it is a new day because he's come. It's a new day known by, rooted and grounded in the gifts of God to you and to me, which are peace and joy. They are to you and they are to me. And they are just as true then as they are now. But the angel said to them, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. Our salvation has come close. The hope we need for our day in and day out living is here and it's in the person of Jesus. Christmas is the celebration of the tangible love of God. That in the middle of God's people's struggles, God does just, doesn't just stay up in heaven and say, wish I could do something about it. I feel for you. Good luck. No. God sent his son. God came to earth. Emmanuel, God with us. The love of God took upon human flesh. The gift of God is tangible and is real and our ordinary is now animated by the very life of God. Therefore, our normal living can be known by a behavior that may appear strange in the eyes of a watching world as we mimic a first disciple's behavior, St. Mary's. But Mary, upon seeing God's tangible gift of salvation, upon seeing God's tangible, real gift of real peace and of real joy in the middle of their normal and everyday living, what did Mary do? She treasured up all these things and she pondered them in her heart. When I was about nine, I remember Christmas Eve and I had opened the gift that was socks. With great anticipation, I opened the next gift and it was a handheld device about the size of our phones nowadays. And it was a basketball game that you played with your thumbs. I did not go to sleep all night <laughs> and all the batteries were dead by the morning. I treasured that. How fun, a great gift, something I really wanted. We can relate to a child treasuring a toy that brings happiness and pleasure. May we read from the face of Mary something of the incredible joy of a childlike faith that treasures a gift that has been given, that treasures her place as one blessed by God. Can we place ourselves in her shoes as persons who, similar to her, have been given the greatest gift and have been, and have been invited by God to open it and to realize in your everyday living that you possess life's greatest treasure in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen.